We welcome you this morning to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We are so blessed and honored to be back with you. We give thanks unto the Lord for you. We are praying for you. We've named and titled by, uh, by the leading of the Holy Spirit this broadcast over the years uh, with that specific, specific purpose. We believe in Jesus. We believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of the Father. We believe that Jesus Christ is the only way into eternity in heaven. Through him you must come. Through faith in who he is. That Jesus Christ was born of a virgin Mary. Oh my, what an awesome God. What an awesome God Jesus is. I just feel his presence. What an awesome God. We believe in the word, written word of God from the beginning of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to the last page of the book of Revelations. We believe it all. We believe Jesus inspired it, wrote it by the anointing of his, his Spirit, the Holy Spirit. We believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin Mary, was raised, went into ministry for three years, suffered and died for our sins, bore our sins on Calvary, was crucified on that cross, but that wasn't the end. That wasn't the end of his plan of redemption. Yes, he died, but he didn't die spiritually. He never stopped being God. He is an eternal now. God is the Alpha and the Omega. He died in the flesh only, went down into the pit of hell, spent three days, rose with victory, took back the keys from the enemy, took all power and authority and displayed it and triumphed over all evil by what he did on the cross. He rose again on the third day. Then he spent 40 more days here walking upon the earth, performing miracles, teaching his apostles and disciples many things. And then on the 40th day, he ascended in all his glory and is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven, making intercession for you right now. Whether you be lost or whether you be a born-again Christian, Jesus is praying for you. He is praying that the lost will repent of their sins and accept Him as their personal Savior. Acknowledge Him as the sovereign God of the universe. Acknowledge Jesus Christ as the one and only true and living God and that what He says in the Word of God is truth, that He is the way, the only way, no other way in. Your works won't get you in. The Spirit of the Lord wants you to hear truth. He wants you to understand what this broadcast is about. And that is our purpose, to lift up Jesus Christ, to teach you truth. We're not ashamed of the name of Jesus. We love Jesus Christ. We love Him. We honor Him. We will bow our hearts to no other God. Jesus has a name above all names. Hallelujah. I am not ashamed of his name. And I ask, I ask you right now to check yourself. Are you ashamed of the name of Jesus? If you are born again, don't you ever be in that position. Don't you ever be ashamed of the name of Jesus Christ. You speak the name of Jesus in boldness. You be proud that you are a born again child of the king. Because Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father. And Lord, I just pray right now for all those that are listening. I believe that believers are listening, but I also believe there's lost. 
I believe there's lukewarm listening. I believe that the sick are listening, the diseased are listening, whether they're your child or they're not your child. Lord God, I pray that if they aren't your child, I pray for their healing. But the greatest healing I pray for is that they would be saved today and then that their bodies would be made whole. I pray for your believers that are battling sickness and disease. I bind the enemy from them and I release the anointing. Lord, I know that the word of God is about to go forth in a mighty way through your spirit. Through it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. No human being will take credit on this program for anything that is done. Must be done by the spirit of the Lord and in the name of Jesus and for your sake, Master. I pray, Lord God, that many lost people that want to reach out and turn away from this program will not be able to go. That the Holy Spirit would constrain them to listen. Even if they don't believe in you, Lord, that they will listen anyway. And as they listen, that the truth, that the Word of God will be able to penetrate their heart. I pray that any lukewarm child that you have, any backslider, is listening to this program, that the anointing is going to touch them, conviction is going to touch them. Jesus, not condemnation, conviction. Conviction brings us to true repentance. And Lord, I pray that they will repent. I pray that they will repent of their backslidings or their lukewarmness, turning away from you, putting other things before you, Lord. I pray that the Holy Ghost, who only he and you know, according to the Father's will, what's in a person's heart, will deal with the issues of the people that are listening. And I pray that, that the, the body of Christ that hears the word today will receive it, take heed uh, to what the Spirit is saying, and that will strengthen them. And it will give them revelation and will give them knowledge. I ask for your Spirit to come upon me, Lord Jesus, to teach the written word of God. That I, Lord God would not only be a teacher of it, but I would be a doer. And Lord, I plead your precious blood. I thank you for this opportunity to speak into souls around the world. Lord, great opportunity humbles me, Lord God. For who am I but the least of all your saints? And I mean that with all my heart. And Lord, you have shown me this to be a fact. I thank you, Lord God, that you give me the grace to walk with you. I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity. Lord, be glorified here today and do and fulfill, Lord God, all that the Father would will through this broadcast today for such a time as this. Amen. And the church of Jesus Christ can say amen. Thank you, Lord. We're going to be reading out of Jeremiah chapter 2. If you have the word of God with you today, hallelujah, I would admonish you to pick it up and follow me through some scriptures. I'm limited to time to 30 minutes on the broadcast. The Holy Ghost can do so much in just a few minutes. So I just yield to him as you find your word. If you have it with you, Jeremiah 2 is an awesome chapter. Don't have time to go through the whole chapter but I would encourage you to go home and let the Lord speak to your heart through this chapter more than what I could ever give you in these short few moments there is so much in this word so open your ears to hear verse 1 says moreover the word of the Lord came to me saying go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem saying thus saith the Lord 
Now, Jeremiah was the prophet here. He sought God for God's word, just as each preacher should do. Glory to God. If you're a real prophet, then you're a teacher of the word or a preacher of the word. If you don't teach or preach the word of God under the anointing, then forget, forget this call to be a, into the office of the prophet because you cannot have it. It will not work. You're called to be a prophet, then you're going to be called to speak the word of God. Hallelujah. Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem. This was the command of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousal, when thou went after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown. Israel was holiness unto the Lord. Do you see that, that uh, word there, was? Israel was holiness unto the Lord, and the first fruits of his increase. All that devour him shall devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Now the Lord was remembering what Israel used to be like. So he told Jeremiah, go and speak to the nation. As I speak to the believers in the nation. The Lord's word is coming and he's saying, I remember like what you were like towards me when you first met me. You may have been in a wilderness, but you didn't murmur, you didn't complain. You followed me hard. You sought me out. It didn't matter what kind of circumstance you were in. You had fresh passion for me. As your Lord, you, you trusted me. You served no other gods. You weren't concerned about the hardship oh, of the wilderness. He says, just think about it. The Lord remembered what they were like. They were holiness unto him. Now, they were in rebellion. And now a great chastening was going to have to come upon them. And they were going to be taken captive by the enemy because of their rebellion. The Lord is speaking to us. He's speaking to the lost, but he's speaking to the church. He's admonishing us to evaluate and to examine. Are we really walking with Christ like we did from our youth? Profound, profound that the Lord is remembering. I remember thee, verse 2 says, the kindness of thy youth. When you're kind to the Lord, you're generous, you're obedient, <laughs> you're grateful. Is that what you're like now, even though you've followed him for some time? Is he speaking this to you? I remember what you were once like towards me. Sometimes we get so off track, church, that we're only concerned about what God is like to us. And when we get in that state of mind, we are falling away from grace. We are falling away from, from Him. We are, not, we are not treating Him like we did when we first found Him. We were so grateful that He had brought us up out of the pit of the miry clay. 
and set our feet upon a rock. We were in awe of His holiness. We wanted to please Him in everything that we did. Well, Israel was once like that. We were concerned about holiness. We were concerned that we pleased Him, that we obeyed Him. Oh, in every little thing, we didn't take Him for granted. He said to Israel, I remember your kindness towards me. Do you ever stop think that God has feelings? The love of thine espousal. They realized when they were young in the Lord that there was a marriage going on here. If you're born again, you're married to the Lord. Do you act like his wife? Do you treat him like he's your husband and reverence him in all things? The love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness and in the land that was not sown. Glory to God. You followed him no matter what kind of season he led you into. No matter what he required of you. And you did it for one reason. You were passionately, madly in love with Jesus. If he'd asked you for your cloak, you'd have given him two. If he'd asked you to sell your house and give all the funds to his kingdom, you'd have done it. No matter what he'd ask you, you'd have done it. Okay? Do you hear the Spirit of the Lord? When we start growing in God so many times, and it's our fault, not God's, we don't any longer follow hard after Him. We want this, we want that. We want to tell Him what to do. We, we, do, we do it all wrong. So let's, let's hear the rest of what the Spirit is saying. He said they were His first roots of increase. Israel was holiness unto the Lord and the first fruits of his increase. And the last part of verse 3, he meant anybody who touched him, anybody who offended him, that he would come forth because of the way he, they were treating him and honoring him as they should always, not only in their youth but in their old age in God, should honor him and present themselves a holy and living sacrifice unto him. He said, I'll devour your enemies. Sometimes we wonder, don't we, church, why the Lord doesn't come to our defense. We need to go back to the word of the Lord. And we need to seek God. He said that he would deal with their enemies if anyone offended them. I want you to understand that the Lord loves you. I want you to understand that this nation turned from worshiping him and they committed spiritual idolatry. And they went against God. Let's look at verse 19 in the chapter. Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Now therefore, know therefore, and see that it is an evil thing and bitter, that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord God of hosts. That's how you can tell when you're leaving your passion from God, when you kind of justify sin, kind of overlook uh, even the basic things of life, uh, and begin to think that you can just control your time, your day, your life, and exclude God. And he was telling him, your own wickedness, your own rebellion. They had chosen to serve another God. Baal represents not only the things in the world, but the self-life. And he was rebuking them. And he was saying, I'm remembering. Can't you just picture God sitting on the throne, thinking back about how they once loved him? You see, when we love and adore and obey Jesus, we're a sweet fragrance to him. 
We minister to God Almighty with our love. We minister to God when we're obedient. We're ministering to God when we sacrifice our lives without complaint or without expecting something back in turn. I'm telling you, I'm not a volunteer. I'm a minister. And there's a difference. I volunteered to serve Jesus, but I'm talking about in the work of the Lord. I'm not a volunteer. I'm a minister. I relinquish my rights to Jesus. And I want to follow Him and do all things as unto Him through the Spirit of the Lord. Not expecting anything in return. Come on now. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. They had turned from the Holy God. After He delivered them, they turned. Verse 21. Yet I have planted thee a noble vine, holy and a right seed. How then art thou turned into a degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me? They had left abiding in Him. And that to God, they, He said, when I planted the right seed in you, the very seed of the divine life of Christ through their faith in God. How in the world, he said, when I planted this seed, now I look, up, ooh, I look upon you and I see this degenerated plant. I looked up, degenerated means withered, decayed. The locusts are eating it. The canker worms got holes in its leaf. There's worms in it. It's, it's not fit. It's getting ready to die. He's saying, Israel, how in the world did you start out right and end up like this? And he's telling us how. Because they lost their, they left their first love. They took him for granted. They got used to walking with him. It's kind of like in a natural marriage. When husband and wife been together so long, they just start taking each other for granted. Can you see the parallel? Oh, well, he'll be there. Oh, well, she'll be there. Oh, well, you know, I get up in the morning. It's okay. We can, we can fall into the same trap of treating our husband, Jesus Christ, just like that. But yet we're expecting him to treat us like a wife wants to be treated and adore us and give us anything and everything that we want. My, 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 speaking volumes to me. Verse 23, how canst thou say I am not polluted? I have not gone after Balaam. See thy ways in the valley. Know what thou hast done. Thou art a swift dromedary transversing her ways. Now, a dromedary is a type of a plant. And I'm going to tell you what he's talking about. He says, how can you say you're not sick? Sin sick. How can you say you're not polluted? Israel thought they were right in God's eyes. You know how they, they got like that? Self-righteousness. They justified their sin. The minute we justify our sin, the minute that we think that we are something that we're not because we have not confessed of sin and we have little by little by little fallen away from our first love, this is what happens our eyes are blind, we are self-righteous, and we begin to think that we're right with God when we're not in His eyes. We're right with God in our eyes, but not in God's eyes. What is your real true spiritual condition? We need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Verse 26 
through 28. As the thief is ashamed when he is found, so is the house of Israel ashamed. They, their kings, their princes, their priests, and their prophets. Well, he didn't leave out the fivefold ministry there, did he? Saying to a stock, Thou art my father, and to a stone, Thou hast brought me forth, for they have turned their back on me, and not their face. But in the time of, ooh, listen, listen, listen. But in the time of their trouble, they'll say, Arise and save us. Hear his answer. But where are their gods that thou hast made thee? Where are your gods that you've made? This is the Lord saying, Let them arise. If they can save thee in the time of thy trouble, for according to the number of thy cities are thy gods, O Judah. Wow. Wow. What is God saying here? He's saying, you've made other gods before me, but when you get in trouble, you know who the true living God is, and you run back to me without repenting for leaving me, without repenting for not loving me like you did when you first found me for not treating me right. And you run back, and you say, help, 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 save us. And in their heart, they had no intention of leaving those other gods. And our grace greatest God that we can bow before other than Jesus Christ is our self-life. Wanting our own way, doing it our own way, making our own agenda, following after so-called Jesus Christ in name only and not in our heart. That's the way these Israelites were at the time. And Jesus is the one that knows the heart. I do not want a heart like this. I do not want my God looking at me and saying, you are a degenerate plant. How can you be like that when I have planted the righteous seed of my son in your heart? This speaks to me, church. This speaks to me even for the lost. How can you expect to cry out for God's help when you haven't even, and many lost do, cry out, oh yeah, I've heard of Jesus, oh help me God, I'm in trouble now. Yeah, and even sometimes by His great mercy and His love, He gives that help, and yet as soon as they get the help, they turn and they run to those other gods. He knew they'd do it, but He manifested Himself, and then they turned and they broke His heart again. My Lord, church, what a message. Thank you for it, Jesus. We don't want to get in this condition. We want God to, to show us. We want, we want God to oh, just get a refreshing, an anointing of, of passion and love for Him. And we want to be sure that we are always treating Him right. Verse 32. Can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days. Without number. Why trimmest thou thy way to seek love? Therefore hast thou also taught the wicked ones thy ways. Do you know what he's saying here? We as the body of Christ, when we drift away from the passion not love for Christ, that we should have that absolute obedience. See, we're the example to the wicked. And he's saying, why trimmest thou thy way to seek love? Why are you going to find love in other places? Why have you fallen in love with things? 
Why have you fallen in love with the and coveting the things of the world and not more concerned about me and my kingdom? What is happening to you? What are you doing this for? The wicked are watching you and you're doing exactly, huh, you're going after what they're going after. And yet, the body of Christ, we're trying to lead the sinner in. What do they see us like? Do they see the passionate love for Jesus Christ that he truly comes first, foremost, nothing, nothing, nothing less, that he is king, that he is Lord, that he is our first desire, that he, oh, in every avenue of our life, that we love him more than we love our own children, that we love him, his kingdom, his work, <laughs> more than anything is he is he the master of your time is he the master of your heart is he the master and the lord of your life have you fallen away have you fallen into the way of Baal and not even known it? Jesus Christ loves you so much he's speaking to your heart Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for remembering what we, what we might have been like back in our youth. I pray you're not in this condition. I pray that, that, that you're still exuberant, madly in love with Jesus and, and, and anything he asks. Just like Paul on the road to Damascus. I admire Apostle Paul because he never lost that passion for Christ. Even though he despaired unto life, it was the Father's will that was priority the rest of his life from that day. On that road to Damascus, thy will be done. How might I serve you? This is not the way of the Israelites at this time. They wanted God to do something from them. But they had not done what was right to him. Verse 37. Yea, thou shalt go forth from him and thy hands upon thine head. For the Lord hath rejected thy confidences and thou shalt not prosper in them. Chapter 3, verse 1. They say if a man put away his wife and she go from him and become another man's. Shall not that land be greatly polluted? But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers. Yet return again to me, saith the Lord. He's a good God. He's saying, if you're in this condition, if you have fallen away and you're, you're going your own way, doing your own thing, and he isn't what he needs to be, don't justify the sin. Fall upon your face and repent. His mercy will come to you. Leave your many lovers. And believe me, they can creep in unawares. Return again to me. He's pleading with them. Come back to me. Come back to your first love. Repent of this. Verse 2. Lift up thine eyes unto the high places and see where thou hast not been in the ways thou hast set for them. As the Arabim in the wilderness, and thou hast polluted the land with thy whoredoms and with thy wickedness. In other words, we have to see it. We have to admit it. We have to repent. We have to say, yes, Jesus, I have fallen into sin. Yes, I'm lukewarm. Yes, I'm not madly 
madly in love with you. My love for you has become compromising. My love for you is lukewarm. I ask you to forgive me of my spiritual adultery. I, I ask you to forgive me that I love things or people or, or work or whatever the multitude may be in the circumstance you're in. More than you, Jesus, I put things before you, Jesus. I'm the master of my time. I'm the master of my way. I have fallen, and I ask you to forgive me. And Jesus will reach out that forgiving hand, and he will lift you back up. He will pour showers, verse 3. Therefore the showers have been withholden. And there hath been no latter rain, and thou hast a whore's forehead. Thou refusest to be ashamed. Don't do that. Come to him. Don't refuse the conviction. Come to him. Fall upon your knees and repent. We don't want whoredoms written across our forehead. We're spiritual people. We're God's people. He's speaking to the church as Jeremiah came forth. In the name of the Lord, I come forth. In the name of the Lord to speak the word of God into your life today. We will not meet until we meet in glory. If we all make it, we want to make it. We want to serve God. I want to make it. I want, to, I want Jesus to touch you today. I pray in the closing of this broadcast. I pray Holy Ghost conviction stay with you. I pray you take this chapter, Jeremiah 2, and chapters, Jeremiah 3. And I pray that you will let go alone and get with God. And let Him speak to you and stop justifying sin. Let Him come by the anointing of the Holy Spirit and show you he may show you that you aren't in this condition then again he may show you that one lover has gotten place oh over him in your heart you go before God father I pray for the sick to be healed I pray for the lost to repent of their their unbelief that you are their personal savior I find the enemy and I release the anointing of the word of God and I pray for great revival through this message I pray you preachers they hear it'll go take it when the Lord tells you to into your churches under the anointing of God and preach it to the congregation and let God deal with his people and we give you thanks and we give you praise and we give you honor God bless you stay close to Jesus follow hard after him love him with all of your heart mind soul and spirit and don't be satisfied with giving him any less